Hello and welcome back to Stop and Go F1 for this, our Saturday news video. My goodness, it's been a busy old week in general with the news, but also here on the channel we've had loads of livery launches, car launches this week. So if you missed any of those, they're all on the channel. There's a playlist available for all the car launches. Also yesterday a video came out on the channel of why Pierre Gasly is actually the greatest Formula 1 driver of all time. So check that one out as well. Once you're done here, of course, make sure you like and subscribe. And let's talk about the news. So a few things we're going to discuss today. Of course, we are going to get into the whole Christian Horner situation. We'll be looking through all of that very shortly. Uh, we've also got some follow-up on the Alex Albon Red Bull rumours. Uh, some big news surrounding Stake F1 Team Kicksauber. Uh, news about the British Grand Prix, looking at certain changes that are coming to the rules within the F1 season this year, and then also taking a look at F1 Academy as well towards the end of the video as well. Some big news about F1 Academy has come out this week. So, shall we get started then with Christian Horner? Because it's it's been quite the week. Now, of course... When I'm talking about this, there isn't really much I can talk about in way of what's actually happened because we don't really know what's actually happened. Let me just get into it. So, uh, Red Bull have launched an independent investigation after allegations of inappropriate behaviour by the team boss Christian Horner. Now, they have not said what has happened, but everyone's gone a bit wild. Red Bull have not come out and said he did this, we're investigating him for this, whatever. Now, there are rumours of what it could be, but rumours are massively interchangeable. Now, when this first came out, the rumour was that he'd been sending some photos to some female colleagues. Since then, that rumour has kind of died down a little bit, and the newer rumour is about his management style and how it might be an aggressive management style, and some may see it as bullying. So those two rumours are very, very different things. And now you see why I don't necessarily want to talk about this in any kind of way, because there's so much speculation, and there's so much rumour to it, that what can you really say about anything? Well, there's more to go on here. Um, there's all, this is also more rumours, but Horner is said to have been advised to step down as team principal and vacate his post. Um, he is still working as team principal as this investigation goes on. He's been in the Milton Keynes factory all week working as team principal, building towards the start of the season. Uh, there was a meeting between him and some lawyers and the investigators yesterday so the conversation between him and a specialized lawyer ended early evening yesterday and started in the morning lasting around about eight hours <clears throat> the meeting happened at an undisclosed location in london after initially intending to hold it in the factory in milton Keynes. horner has so far not indicated internally for a moment that he wants to resign um the investigation is not expected to be concluded before the launch of the team's new car next week. It may even still be ongoing as of the time of the first F1 race this year in Bahrain in three weeks. Horner was interviewed on Friday, yesterday, as part of the investigation, which is being carried out by an external specialist bar uh, barrister. 
Uh, this is just one of a much wider process which is expected to take place uh, and take weeks to complete with the report of the investigation that's being presented to Red Bull Board in Austria, which will then make any decisions upon that. So, realistically, we have no idea what has happened here. We don't know what's going to happen. It's just a big old mess, really. Um, you know... In terms of what opinions I can give on this, there isn't much I can say. If he has done wrong, he should be punished. If he has done something very wrong, he should not be in that job. If he has been sending photos to people, that's the end of Christian Horner in Red Bull. If it's more of a thing of like maybe you know he shouts at people sometimes, then I think he could probably not get away with that. But that's not a job losing thing, you know. Uh, you know that's an apology and move on. I hope, realistically, that nothing ha nothing bad has happened to anyone and we can just carry on. But we'll wait and see. I mean, if Christian Horner were to leave Red Bull, I think that's a huge loss for them. He's been there from the start. He, Everyone good who's come to Red Bull has come from him. But if he has done wrong, he needs to go. And that's all I can really say on this at this time because we don't know anything and we're not going to know anything for quite some time. Uh, as it said, we might not even know by the time the first race comes round. Will we see him at the Red Bull launch this week? I don't know. If this isn't sorted by testing, we'll probably see him there. He's not going to miss testing. If he hasn't been sorted by the first race, we'll see him there. He's not going to miss that. So, you know, he will be probably interviewed by the media at some point. If this isn't over by then, that will be the biggest talking point of both of those events, probably. So we will wait and see how this goes on. And that's all we can do. Um, speaking of Red Bull, though, on a bit of a lighter note, apparently Red Bull have offered Alex Albon a first option on his F1 future. So Albon, we spoke about this last week. So Albon uh, was rumoured to be uh, interested by Mercedes, and I think that's why Red Bull kind of swooped in and gone, oh, that's our guy. Remember when he drove for us? He can't drive for Mercedes. So they've also kind of swooped in here. James Vowles came out and said, well, actually, Alex Albon has a contract with us for 2025. So, actually, he's not going anywhere in 2025. From this, this new rumour has come out that uh, Alex Albon has been offered a first option contract with Red Bull for 2026, meaning that if Red Bull choose to bring him back... Um, Albon would go there, but also it means that he could go somewhere else. It sounds like it's just a very, very loose deal, and doesn't really sound good for anyone. Like, if I was offered it, I probably wouldn't say yes. Like, okay, you can sign a contract here, so that if, in a couple of years, we want you, you have to come to us, but if we don't want you, you can go somewhere else. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's all a bit of a mess at the minute, but it looks like Albon's immediate future is Williams' unless they want to buy out his contract, which I don't think they do. And speaking of immediate future, let's have a look at next week, because these are the car launches happening next week. There's basically one every day. We've got Aston on Monday, Ferrari on Tuesday, Mercedes on Wednesday, and then Red Bull is the last one on Thursday. I do think McLaren might have something on Wednesday as well, although they've already revealed their livery. I'm sure they were doing something on Wednesday well, I'll have to check that one. But yeah, basically, one every week this uh, coming week, apart from Friday. I'll be here, of course, to talk through all the stuff 
on the channel so make sure you do subscribe for that but a car that did get launched this week is stake f1 team kick sauber and it was a livery that i was mixed on i liked the front half of the car didn't quite like the back half of the car i thought the event itself was very good but they could be in a bit of trouble because they are facing a legal issue due to the stake sponsorship as stake do not have a uh, advertising license in Switzerland, and Sauber are a Swiss company. The Federal Casino Commission is understood to have opened proceedings against Sauber, which could possibly lead to a €500,000 fine. From this, uh, Stake F1 Team's website has now removed all stake branding. So this is going well. So we already knew that Stake is some kind of gambling website. Maybe it's slots. I don't know. But we knew that for countries within where gambling advertising is illegal, they were going to change it over to Kick, which is owned by Stake, which is a streaming website. So the the race, the car, the team would have been Stake in some races, Kick in some other races. So that was kind of accommodated for. What wasn't accommodated for was the fact that they might not be able to advertise it at all. I think they will sort this out. They'll probably have to face a big fine and pay a lot of money. But I'm, I imagine this will be sorted at some point. But it's just a bit embarrassing for a team that's had not the best press in the world already. I think if I was working at stake, I'd be thanking all the people at Visa Cash App for taking a bit of heat off me for naming rights. But yeah, it's... Um, not looking good for stake and we'll see how they go but you know this isn't your granddad's formula one team that's what naomi shift told us your granddad's formula one team wouldn't get a five hundred thousand dollar euro fine for dollar euro fine and your granddad's formula one team wouldn't have to remove their name from their website because your granddad's formula one team doesn't have a website because your granddad doesn't know how to use the internet that's what naomi shift would say Moving on, looking at the British Grand Prix. Good news for the British Grand Prix, because Silverstone's contract has been extended to 2034. A big 10-year deal for Silverstone, which is absolutely fantastic. Silverstone, I think, has been the best racetrack over the last few years. You could say maybe Interlagos as well has been up there, but um, I think it's on consistency. I think Silverstone has the best races. And, you know, it's just good to see... A historic circuit like Silverstone getting a big deal. You know, we see tracks like Vegas and Madrid and all that kind of stuff. They get these huge 10-year deals. And then every year it seems to be the story of like, oh, is Silverstone going to go away? Oh, is Monaco's contracts up this year? Oh, Spa's contracts up this year? Maybe we'll never race at Monza again. It's just like, they always do this and then they always get a one-year deal so next year we have to do this again so i'm quite glad to see silverstone getting a 10-year deal hopefully the likes of monaco spa all them can follow suit and we can have a lovely calendar for years to come that could be fun couldn't it right uh, f1 commission has announced some changes to the rules this year <clears throat> well not the rules necessarily but changing in how things are going to be done so the reordering of sprint weekends this is a yearly thing because they can never quite get it right i mean i did a video a few weeks ago maybe like a few months ago now on how i think you could improve sprint weekends they haven't taken my advice but they've tried something i'll give them that 
So, this is how the weekends for sprint weekends will go down from now on. So, on Friday, we'll have FP1 and sprint qualifying. On Saturday morning, we'll have the sprint race. And in the afternoon, we'll have normal qualifying. And on Sunday, we have the main race. So, we've changed a few things over there. I think the last season, we had it where normal qualifying was on a Friday. And on Saturday, you have sprint qualifying and the sprint race. Then Sunday, you have the main race. I mean, in terms of what changes does this really mean? Um, I think what it will mean is, in terms of the race, you might mean that your Sunday race is a bit more unpredictable because you're doing it at a different time. So track temperatures might be a bit different, so tyres will work differently. So that could lead to a bit more unpredictability in the racing. Uh, what it could also mean is, if your sprint goes horrifically wrong and you have a big crash you might not be able to complete qualifying. And then you're done for Sunday. So that could be interesting. Yeah, I mean, they're trying, I guess. I mean, the way to fix it is to reverse the top 10. But, you know, they don't want to do that because the big teams won't like it. But, yeah, they're, they're trying. Also, uh, they're going to increase the amount of engines, sorry, the amount of power units to four per driver. Uh, for 2024 and 2025. We didn't really see much issues with people using too many power units uh, last year. Maybe Charles Leclerc, especially at the start of the year, I think he had a bit of issue with that. But it wasn't like in 2022 when everyone was taking engine penalties all the time. So I, I don't think that'll be too much of a big deal. But the one that um, I'm really happy about is DRS activation. One lap after race start instead of two which is good. I think that will apply to uh, safety cars as well. So, you know, that's good. I think um, F2 are trying something. I think that was the F2 rule. I think F2 are trying something even more, like, you know, immediately after now or something like that. I can't quite remember the rule, but I think that's good. You know, have DRS come back a bit sooner, keep the pack closer together, hopefully lead to more action. What it will lead to is more DRS trains, which are a bit annoying, but who knows? Anything can be good. That's what we say here, apparently. Right, Mercedes have released an image of their F1 Academy car this week. <clears throat> now, we talked last week about McLaren's F1 Academy car because uh, they released it, and I wasn't too impressed because it just looked kind of like a basic version of their... It wasn't even their Formula 1 livery because the Formula 1 livery has the black on it, whereas the... Uh, F1 Academy car is just a big orange car. Now, this is what Mercedes have released. And it's interesting they have released this, because you've got to think that this is also what the F1 car will look like, because you didn't, you don't want to have your F1 Academy car and your F1 car look massively different. So I think what we're seeing here is really a hint at what we're going to be getting from the F1 car on Wednesday. But yeah, you know, it looks decent. It could do with some sponsors. Um... That's what's massively missing here from these cars, is sponsors. I imagine they will get some on there. But I think, yeah, this is basically telling us this is what the Mercedes will look like this year. It's going to be a black car, the silver stars on the back, big old swoosh for the middle, which isn't too different from what they've had in the past. But, you know, it's all good. Also, some uh, information about F1 Academy that's come out this year in terms of super license points. Now, if you're not aware, uh, super license points are what you need to get into Formula 1. I think you need 30 super license points to qualify for super license to get into Formula 1. 
and they have released uh, how that will be done now, and it means that um, the winners of uh, the winner of the F1 Academy in 2024 will receive uh, ten super license points, whereas second will receive seven, third will receive uh, five, three points to fourth, and then one point to fifth. So what that does mean is you can't go from F1 Academy, winning F1 Academy, straight into F1, which I don't think you should be able to anyway. But it does set you up quite nice to go into Formula 3, go into Formula 2, which is what's the whole point of F1 Academy is. A little bit of a bonus there, which is good. Also, what is very interesting, so um, in a further initiative to help drive strength in the talent pool in regions in which F1 races, F1 Academy races are happening for this season, the series will also introduce wild card entries at select races in the calendar. Working with the race promoters, F1 Academy will identify talented young women from the host region and offer them the wild card entry for a specific weekend. At the races, there is a wild card entry. Reigning team champions Prima Racing will operate the wild card wild card car in addition to their free other entries and offer support and training to the selected drivers. Wildcard entrants will be eligible to score points in the driver's standings. Further details to the wildcard entries will be announced in due course. This is fantastic. I love this. I think this is incredible. So you can just have a driver just turn up for one race and then go. They could turn up for a race, dominate it all, beat everyone, and then never be seen again. I think this is a fantastic little thing here. And also, you know, it encourages local fans to get behind a driver maybe if they haven't got a local driver you know i think that's that's a great idea and i'm looking forward to seeing how that goes and i think it could cause a bit of chaos but that's what we're here for be a lot of fun uh, also to encourage progression support uh, for rising talent an additional update has been made to sporting regulations specify that a driver may only compete in two seasons of F1 Academy. The introduction of this rule will ensure that every year there are opportunities for the most talented young women coming through karting and single-seater ranks to compete in the series. Now, this was an issue I had with W Series, was that someone like Jamie Chadwick could dominate W Series for three years, become a three-time champion of W Series, and then go nowhere. So the idea that you only have two seasons in F1 Academy... I think works really well. You get a good uh, turnover of talent within F1 Academy. You, the only thing missing is maybe an incentive for F3 teams to hire these women after they've done well in F1 Academy. Because that's, that's, like I've said this whole time by F1 Academy, that's how they will be judging their success. If one driver goes from F1 Academy to F3, it is already more successful than W Series ever was. So that's what this is all based on. And hopefully we'll get there. <clears throat> That's all we've really got time for today. Not the longest news video in the world, but you know, quite a lot of stuff we've covered there. And of course there was stuff that I couldn't really talk about in terms of opinions and breaking down because we don't know what's going on. As I said, uh, this whole week, loads of livery launches, so we're covering all that. Aston Monday, Ferrari Tuesday, Mercedes Wednesday, uh, Red Bull on the Thursday, and of course, normal video coming out on Friday, and then the news video again on Saturday, the week today. So a whole week worth of content is coming your way uh, over next week. So I'll be very busy here on the channel, so make sure to like and subscribe for all of that. Of course, the Pierre Gasly video came out yesterday, and all the livery launches stuff, it's all there. It's all there just for you. Wow. 
Right, there you go. That's all we've got time for. I will see you on Monday for the Aston launch. Until then, though, have a good one. See you then. Goodbye.